Hey, this is TNA Knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 265 for February 20th, 2022. I'm Marty. 2-2022, coming at you. I'm Christoph. Hey guys. Hi. Hi, hello, and, and welcome. And uh, folks, uh, you know, there there are times uh, when you decide to do a weekly podcast where it's just like, ah, it's a struggle to figure out what to talk about this week. See last week's episode. Yes. Uh, this week, however, uh, we, we, we do not have that problem. Uh, no, because not that day. You know, I, I thought, Chris, we would be talking, and, and I'm sure we will. I thought we'd be talking about the biggest drawing card of the last 30 years finally making his return to the ring. I thought that would be the big story, but we're just tossing that away because there's a much <laughs> bigger story to talk about. But you know what? There's an even bigger story than that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. Okay. Yes, right, ladies and gentlemen. What? <laughs> it's our boy Christoph's birthday this week. Oh, <laughs> That's right. Oh, it is boy. Chris's birthday oh, this buddy. week, buddy. A very, very happy one. I thank I, you. I hope it's everything you want and more. And <laughs> this year it won't be, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better this year than next year, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, hopefully yeah. not next year as well. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but, I can't but, talk about it. It'll violate my hipper laws. Uh, your, your hippo laws? My hippo laws. Uh, but a, a very, very happy birthday to you. I'm, I'm sure the OG538 echoes me in, in saying so. Uh, if if you're trying to send a message on the exact day of birth, that would be Wednesday, if I c- recall correct. Uh, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry. Tuesday. Sorry. Uh, two twenty two twenty two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you got all the twos this year. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is a Tuesday. Yeah, a Tuesday. A, a two. A two for Tuesday's gone, baby. Let's two go. Tuesday on two twenty two twenty two twenty two. Oh man. Uh, but still, a very yeah. happy one to you. Much obliged, uh, we, good bud. We love you, bud. You're the best. You're fantastic. And you know what? I've always wanted the transition to talking about you to talking about this. Wrestling has more than one <laughs> royal family. Let's get into it, folks. The biggest story of the week is one that, uh, at least as of when it broke, I thought for fucking sure was a work. And uh, <laughs> it appears I worked myself into a shoot, brother. Brothers. Yeah, brother, brother. Um, Cody Rhodes, that special, special boy, Cody Rhodes, uh, has officially left AEW. It's weird to say out loud. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the founders. He was, mm-hmm. you know, part of the the idea. I, I, the, the idea may have originally spawned from him because it, it all kind of came from that 
tweet somebody asking Meltzer about anybody selling out a uh, whatever size 10, arena. Ten thousand seat arena. Yeah. Uh, like, do you know? Does he think <clears throat> an indie company could do so? Does he think right. Ring of Honor could do so? Cody saying, uh, "I'll take that bet." And right. Um, you know. I don't know exact timelines of everything, and I, I think that's probably the the key element to this. Apparently, around the same time, that's when Tony Khan first started talks with Turner. Okay, because the the AEW project was something that that he had been tossing around uh, for a while. Uh, he had uh, friends in Turner, namely, uh, namely Kevin Riley, who's no longer at Turner. Right, right. Um, and it was this idea of like, hey, why, why doesn't Turner have wrestling anymore? Why, why, you know, wouldn't that be something you'd be interested in? And the original pitch was this idea of, hey, there's this group of guys whose contracts are coming up. Jericho was not the name in mind. CM Punk was the name in mind. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe we can build a company around this. And And I don't know if that was before or after the infamous tweet, but... You know, all in was the proof of concept. Sure, all in was was basically what Tony Khan could, you know, while trying to get these other guys interested in in the project he wanted to do. He that was the proof of concept that said, "Hey, look, this can sell out an arena. This can sell on pay per view. This is on cable programming because the the you know the pre show was on WGN." And Cody subsequently became the face of and the most. I want to say audible voice of quote unquote, the revolution uh, <laughs> yeah. as, as he so clearly put it many, 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 many times. Um, but on uh, Tuesday at 10 AM, we had a whole bunch of PR uh, from both Cody Rhodes uh, and uh, Brandy and Tony Khan, all of them uh, posting their own announcements, you know, thanking, AEW thanking each other, thanking the fans, and indicating they would be parting ways. And <laughs> yeah, the the, the uh, press releases were kind of like a, a big double dutch rudder. Everybody was just jerking each other off the whole <laughs> way through. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's an it seems on the surface to be amicable, uh, but it seems like a contract dispute from everything that we're reading. Um, you know, Tony offered money cody wanted more Mm -hmm. uh they couldn't come to terms on a number and apparently since he was under contract cody at simultaneously was getting feelers from wwe i'm not sure the timeline on that as well so so um you know there's been a lot of different versions of of the stories that have come out um uh, Dave Meltzer was one of the first to really dig in. There's a really good piece on uh, uh, F4WOnline.com if you want to read his take on it. Yeah. Um, Wade Keller of PW Torch did a lot of uh, legwork on this. But what did Ryan Satin have to say about it? <laughs> Ryan Satin stayed quiet. Oh, was, well, that, there's, your, there's your indication right there yeah. of where he's going. But Very okay. unusual. Uh, and uh, Kenny Omega, who did a very long interview with mm-hmm. uh, Wrestling Observer and F4W Online uh, on Friday, more on that to come, um, he even dug into it. And if I'm, if I'm piecing things together, uh, so the way that the contracts were structured for the majority of AEW talent um, Kenny Omega's indicated his is slightly different, but it was three-year right. deals mm-hmm. with an option for two more. Right. So Jericho got re-signed that way. The Bucks got re-signed that way. Adam Page got re-signed that way. Multiple others have been some signing for longer deals. I think I read that Scorpio Sky is on a five-year deal now or something wow. crazy. Okay. Um, 
Frankie Kazarian got re-upped that way. And Cody's three-year deal was up as of December 31st. Right. Strangely, Tony Khan did not choose to enact the option to bring him back on. Right. So there was this conversation between both sides uh, of the Rhodeses and AEW. Um, Sounds like money may be part of it because Cody wanted to have top-tier money uh, on par with, say, a CM Punk or a Chris Jericho. Right. Who are... Uh, at least to my understanding, the the highest paid competitors in the company. Yeah, that's what I've read as well. Um, and also there had been, uh, I don't know if bad feelings, but uh, discomfort between the two sides ever since Tony Khan totally took over booking right. back at the end of December 2019 and basically X'd out, you know, Cody and Brandy's ability to be like, you know, where the buck stops for certain elements of the company. So there was definitely like this feeling of, oh, Cody and Brandy don't get to do necessarily what they wanted to do with everyone. It definitely felt like Cody was still booking his own stuff. Uh, Uh, Yeah. But also Cody wanted to be one of the top paid guys in the company. And if you look at AEW when it launched, in AEW where it is now, your top four guys in AEW were very clearly, uh, when it launched, you know, Jericho, Omega, uh, Moxley, and Cody. Sure. Now, in 2022, you've got a Daniel Bryan in there. Or you sorry, Brian Danielson. You got a CM Punk. You got an Adam Cole on the way up. You got Adam Page on the way up. Yeah. Cody is not in that mix. And to be honest with you, he's not on that level of performer either. He's not. He's not. And uh, if you look also at just how live crowds were reacting yes. to the Rhodeses, right? Though they were producing, or well, Cody in particular was producing bangers in the ring with Andrade, sure. Sammy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, there were four. There, there are fewer people that had more go away heat than Cody. Yeah, that 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 X Pac heat, which nobody nobody really wants. No, and uh, honestly, you know, it feels weird saying that Cody was getting to a point in AEW where it didn't feel like he belonged. But if you listen to our criticism in particular over the past year <laughs> plus, his uh, presentation, his storylines, his promos we're all becoming very long in the tooth. And if you ask me, it felt very much. And it's funny because uh, it's a guy who he has criticized most notably in person, you know, in, in in the press and in his actions, Uh but also a guy who he's admitted in uh, interviews. He's a very big fan of is very much triple H esque. Oh yeah. And, down to the the old and I don't like quoting the guy, but the the Jim Cornette adage of Triple H being a seven pushed like a ten, so he feels like a four. Yeah, that's what everything related to Cody felt like. Cody should have, especially in this twenty twenty two version of AEW, upper mid card at best. Sure, but it was clear he wanted bigger, bolder, brighter things while also not ever being world champion, which is... And that's I was just going to bring that up. I kind of feel like he shot himself in the foot (laughs) with that uh, stipulation of if he lost that match at full gear in, what was it, 19? um, That he would never challenge for the world title again. So, 
you know, just by doing that, you're kind of saddling yourself to mid-card feuds. And the TNT title, you know, he did some good work with the TNT title with the open challenges and had some really good matches over the course of, uh, you know, of Dynamites and pay-per-views. You know, the the dog collar match with Brody Lee, yeah. uh, putting Darby over, uh, the the recent ladder match with Sammy. There have been a couple of them. Unbelievable ladder match. Can't take that away from him. Like- sure. That, you know, uh, got the big five stars for Uncle Dave. I wholeheartedly co-sign on it. It was great. Match fucking ruled. Uh, But did I want to see Cody Rhodes versus Adam Page, for example? No. 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 Uh, If anything, the booking of Cody, especially over the past year of uh, putting guys over. Yeah. Felt like the right move. that, That his star had reached its peak. Therefore, it was time to put over the next guard and the next guard and the next guard. Right. Yeah. And I think this kind of just popped in my head as as you were talking there. I feel like the timing of this with Cody, all signs point to him going to WWE. Correct. So do you think, tinfoil hat here, yeah. uh, that with the, uh, you know, and you just compared him to, to one Triple H, you think the absence of a Triple H left a, a, a power vacuum in that sort of uh, uh, of role that he feels he can fill? So Cody's going to go be the new Triple H in, uh, in either NXT or Level Up? Or do you think he's just going to be a performer? You know, that that is definitely something that I've seen a lot of back and forth about online. Um, you know, it, it's something that uh, over the course of the coverage uh, over the week, I, I heard Dave Meltzer discuss, you know, on multiple podcasts and, and that sort of thing. I feel like of the people in WWE right now who has shown the aptitude to train wrestlers, to book, to own holistically front-to-back professional wrestling programming, Cody's your guy. Uh However, I don't think WWE wants wrestling people running wrestling shows anymore. Yeah, that's been made pretty clear. (laughs) And and, and that, to me, is also the thing that is so strange. You know, yes, less power, but still power was was something that Cody had here. Yeah. And... He was still maybe, an executive vice president. Yeah, maybe a few extra million dollars uh, kind of is the you know the, the the cooling salve to the hurt of letting go of that side of the business. But I mean, it, it's just so weird for a guy who was probably the most antagonistic against WWE, who was the first 100% to was. to wrap himself in the flag of this is a war. Yeah. Versus his contemporaries in the Bucks and Omega and Jericho, who were always, especially Jericho, who were always to say, we're an alternative. Yeah. You know, we, we are the other. We are not the opposed. Um, for that guy to be the one to jump, one, I bet Jericho's kicking himself because his number just went down. <laughs> but two, it feels, hmm. I don't want to say it, it feels like a false premise, like that that Cody was, you know, quote unquote, working us all or whatever. But it, it feels disingenuous unless there is some level of creative control, ownership, uh, you know, uh, booking, something like that 
being dangled in front of him, especially knowing that Brandy isn't getting brought over. Ale- yeah, that's the rumor. Or allegedly. They're in- yeah, they're interested Sorry. in Cody, but not Brandy. I mean, I don't think Brandy would do well in that women's division. Um, I don't think so either. And also, at, at I, I believe she's 38. Uh, and, hey, she looks great for 38. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I've, I've got nothing bad to say about She her. doesn't fit their mold. Yeah, she, she does not fit their mold, uh, especially because of the fact that she is beyond 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah, yeah. feels so silly, considering on the men's side of the business, they are trying to drag out everyone. Everybody, yeah. Um, More on it that. It feels man. so weird to be like, oh, well, she's 38, so it's done. Uh, but it's, it's well. There's a double standard for for yeah, women, undoubtedly. Um, it's it's just very very weird. And again, nothing's confirmed because throughout all of this, there's part of me that's like, oh, is Cody gonna pop up in NWA and you know run things with Billy Corrigan or whatever? Because that would be a thousand percent a Cody thing to do. It um, totally would. But, uh, but, you know, thinking about the WWE bit again and thinking about that Triple H bit again, everyone who talks about the golden era of NXT talks not just about Triple H, but talks about being, quote unquote, Dusty's kids. Yeah. And you know, you know, Cody wants to fill those boots. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know he does. <laughs> and I'm and not saying too. he should. Uh, it's just I, I, I kind of I, I can understand the logic there. But yeah. it is it is still so strange for a guy who was so dead set on being opposition, so dead set on being yeah. the new thing, so dead set on changing the world that uh, he may very well be. And rumor was he was supposed to be in Orlando this weekend shooting things at the Performance Center. Yeah, uh, that he may very well be on his way back to WWE. It's it it just is strange to think about it is it is but you know eventually one of one of the aew founders was going to leave yeah i absolutely. did not expect it to be this soon yeah to be honest with you but you know it was it was an inevitability everybody you know when hogan went to wcw and you know there have been you know the outsiders sort of thing defections and and, mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. of that nature you know it's there's precedence for this in 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 history and if we know anything about cody rose is he's all about the fucking history of the good old days that he was never yeah. a part of yeah uh and his longing for that and man he would he would have if Cody Rhodes was in the good old days, he'd have been eaten a fucking live. Oh yeah, he would be Eric Watts. He, he would be. Uh, he'd be David Flair. He he would yeah. uh, always be seen, especially when you think about Cody, how he looked when he broke in. Yeah, all baby faced and twink esque with his yeah. lack of knee pads. Uh, he would have been a joke, and yeah, and I Cody feel is like no dusty. <laughs> right, right. In many in every way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. But it's it, it, I, I think the thing about all of this is and, uh, you know, maybe maybe this will be controversial and perhaps some of my comments over the years will be thrown back in my face. I've never really been a big Cody guy. This is true. I know. I remember, you know, this has been a, an ongoing thing with with you. Yeah. Uh, you uh, you've you have said that. Yeah, uh, I've, uh, you know, there are times where I've enjoyed him. Uh, bless him for putting over Malachi Black as hard as he did. 
yeah. uh, him, Dustin from the first uh, Double or Nothing. Uh huh. Ten out of ten. Um, you know him and Sammy at the first Dynamite. Loved being yeah. there for that. Yeah. But Cody has struck me, especially since he made that big show of I'm gonna go from undesirable to undeniable. I'm I'm leaving yeah. WWE, and here's my list. It it always felt very artificial. It reminded me so much of uh, Hogan with the NWO, where it's his idea of, oh, this thing is gaining traction. Let me attach my wagon to it. Exactly. And that was him with the Bullet Club. Yeah. That was him with the Elite. The, it, it never felt right to me. Omega and the Bucks, you could tell that was a natural thing. Yeah. With Cody, it was just like, well, you know, Cody's an ex WWE guy. I guess, you know, it, it adds credibility or whatever. Like, yeah. it, it, it never felt right to me. And even, you know, his Ring of Honor world title run felt artificial as fuck to me and, yeah. and, and, and all of that. And for a guy who is excellent at, at, at PR and excellent at, you know, uh, being a spokesperson for professional wrestling and non-wrestling environments and, and so on. There's a reason why he's the guy who was on the Go Big Show and that sort of thing. It still rang hollow to me. And I guess, if anything, this this is sort of the rubber meeting the road of that, like, gut feeling of, like, oh, yeah, no, Cody's Cody's a worker. He's a worker, he's a worker, he's a worker. He's just going to yeah. go with what makes the most sense for him at any given time. And... I guess I shouldn't be shocked that it's like, oh, I can make more money here than there. Cool. I'm bouncing later. Sure. Kids. Sure. So. Well, I guess the big question now is assuming he does show up in WWE, wh- where does he go? I mean, what is he? What's what's the ceiling for Cody Rhodes in 2022? You know, does he get a big profile match at WrestleMania? Yeah. Um, you know, who is it against? Is he going to, you know, are we going to see fucking Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes? Like- <laughs> that That is definitely the part that is strangest to me is I'm also like you wondering what is or was the draw beyond the money? Who is he going to work? Because right. we've already seen. What happens to a guy who makes a name on the outside? Yeah. In WWE, you got you get two paths. Either you're Drew McIntyre where you proved that you are better than you were. Yeah. And you are given uh uh rewards accordingly, but you're never going to be the guy. Because Yeah, well he also he got a shot, but it was during a fucking global pandemic, so yeah. he got a raw deal. Right. But pardon the pun. Still. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then the other side of it is a John Morrison who left the company for like a decade, yeah, yeah. made himself a main event star, proved that he could be this top build guy, and came back to the exact same fucking thing yep. he did 10 years earlier. Yeah, a comedy and, tag team with The Miz. And found himself on the unemployment line yeah. just a, a year, a year and a half later. Yep. So I don't know. I, I, Uh, You know, does Cody versus Roman move the needle for you? It certainly doesn't for me. No, but I'm sure the anybody with a Twitter handle with WWE and the uh, and the name is frothing over that. Oh, I mean, they're they're frothing over this in general because it's it's this idea of oh, they won the war. Yeah, we got one. We got one. (laughs) Um, You know, after so many people 
did the other jump, went from WWE to right. AEW and, and are proving, you know, the grass is greener on this side. Well, yeah. now here's our guy who we got, which yeah. is, is stupid. Which was a guy you've had before and didn't give a shit about. So Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, I, I just wonder how soon he's wearing black and gold face paint again. Yeah, the Stardust stuff has come up a lot. And, and I, I know you love the Stardust I stuff. did enjoy it at the time, but man, it would be hilariously a bad choice to put him and Stardust at this time. Uh, yeah. For him to show up <laughs> as Stardust would be, I would legitimately shit myself laughing if that were to happen. Um, I, I don't think it'll happen immediately. I'm sure at some point it will, depending on the length of this contract. Um, but, you know, it's, ah, I just, you know, I, this is kind of actually a good scenario for me because I never really enjoyed, for the most part, watching Cody on Dynamite or pay-per-views. <laughs> and I don't watch WWE anymore. So yeah. the, the Cody you know. verse has been completely removed from your field of vision. So Yeah. Well, we still got to see his fucking logo on uh, Nightmare Factory shit, which is also weird. Where does this yeah. leave Arn Anderson? Is he just going to manage Brock and Lee I, Jordan I now? guess so. Uh, uh, Lee Johnson. Lee, 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 oh, Lee Jordan was from Harry Potter. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, apparently, Cody's still going to be running the school with QT. So cool. there's that. QT's staying in AEW. Dustin's staying in AEW. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But, you know, I, 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 to that same point, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about all of the matches that Cody could have. And though this isn't the first one, I guess... There's someone who could go against who he's never gone against before now. Oh, boy. Because, ladies and gentlemen, after almost 20 years, yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be returning to the ring as a part of this year's WrestleMania going allegedly, one on one. Again. Uh, again, allegedly, it's not officially official, but they started the program on Monday uh-huh. uh, with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Steve Austin, apparently one of your matches for WrestleMania, certainly explains why Owens re-signed. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that was dangled in front of him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would like. I, I look forward to the day where Kevin Owens writes a book or does the the I've been released podcast. Yes. Uh, I would love to know about these negotiations that happened with him. Uh, yeah. You know, if AEW reached out, why he decided to stay in WWE, if this was one of the reasons. Yeah. Um, but that match, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, on paper, because, I mean, Austin gave him the blessing to do the stunner at one point. He did. Um, so I'm not, you know. And even going back to his indie days, there was there was a friendship yeah. between the two of them. It's true, uh, which even came up. You know, uh, Owens had been on Austin's podcast mm-hmm. at least one or two times before, and they talked about how uh, it was something where uh, Owens, yeah, Owens was in the airport coming after coming after a PWG show. Austin yeah. was there, and they decided to talk the business, and they they struck up a professional friendship. And a, I think that's fucking cool. Yeah, but b. I wonder why now for Steve Austin, Steve Austin, almost 60 years old. He's 57, 58 years old. And I get it. 
the the bags of money that have been offered are probably bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger each yeah, time. That's exactly uh, it. <laughs> up to and including the likelihood that Steve Austin will be working Saudi Arabia because apparently this ain't going to be a one and done. It's oh, really? Be, this is supposed to be one match. See how he feels, and either he is going to become an on-screen character for a while, probably a commissioner of some sort, or yeah. that with some matches, because this is apparently not going to be it for him. Uh, I, I get I get the why, uh, especially looking at where they are attendance-wise. We yeah. have two nights at the AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. That's a big fucking room, baby. Roughly a hundred thousand people yeah. can fit in that arena or in that stadium rather. With the wrestling setup. With the wrestling setup. They've sold about forty five, fifty thousand per night. Yeah. And with Austin, you gotta imagine Austin's a good another fifteen to twenty easy. thousand. Easy. Easy. You know, and you know that I'm sure they're still trying to get the rock to do something, you know. Well well that's the thing. With the with the news of the Austin Owens match uh being uh considered on paper, uh words coming out that it quote unquote another Austin level surprise is scheduled for the show. I don't know if that has to do with uh, a certain somebody going into the Hall of Fame. Ugh. But maybe not. I don't know. <clears throat> Um, we, you know what? I want to see a full-on peacemaker match at uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania. You know, hell yeah! You know what's fucking crazy to me is the complete 180 I have done on John Cena <laughs> 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 over the past I don't know five years or yeah. so. Yeah. Um, you know, it it just goes to show that if you are not totally shoved down somebody's throat you know to the point where there's a cena wins lol meme uh for everything and you know you go out and and try and make a name for yourself fucking john cena is one of my favorite actors right now i ain't gonna front about it yeah because he's he's fantastic on peacemaker he is uh, amazing yeah Uh, so let's keep that going um but but yeah um in terms of another you know person of that level Sure, Taker makes sense. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure like Vince McMahon sends a monthly text to Dwayne. He's like, hey, you want to come back and do this show? You want to come back and do this show? You want to? I mean, you know. dude literally cut a, a wrestling promo to kick off the Super Bowl last week. So, oh, yeah, yeah. He was uh, at the Superb Owl. So, um, you know, he's he's definitely uh, ready to uh, cut more promos, if nothing else. I mean, that's, you know, and I think they just finished shoot, uh, shooting the second season of Young Rock, so he may have a lull in his uh, you know, schedule before they schedule. make yeah. the next five Red Notice movies that nobody wants. <laughs> uh, or another Fast and Furious spinoff that nobody wants. Yes. Um, I don't know, is his character well, still alive? I, uh, his character is still alive, and okay. hey, I want that. So. Okay. Yeah. You're the guy. Yeah, me. You're the one. Me. So, so we'll never understand that. You, you, nor you have, nor yeah. will I watch the movies. See, that's the thing. You know what? We I, I I think I think that is the agreement we need to make. I will watch the session. You will watch the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> I think in Don't hours. I think in hours I would have more work to do than you. Uh three episodes of about uh, thirty hours. Yeah, ish, and, and ten movies uh, so far. So that's twenty hours. Okay. Yeah, but Succession's good. So is Fast and Furious, my dude. 
No, they're not. So is Fast refuse, and Furious. I refuse to believe this. Um, but let, I don't let, even think those movies actually exist. I think it's <laughs> no, no, no. It's the Chicago shows that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> or the but, Black Adam movie that you swear is not coming out. Still, uh, it's it's been a, we're in the works for fifteen years. They have footage now, Marty. Yeah, and they have footage for Super Sizzle Bowl commercials. Reels. Come on, Sizzle reels, baby. Uh, but right now, looking at Mania. All that's been officially announced, and this is coming off of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that happened in Jedha. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got Bork Laser, who is now the WWE uh-huh. champion, having uh-huh. uh, single-handedly pinned everyone. Did he really? Minus Bobby Lashley. I'll talk about Bobby Lashley yeah. in the uh, Elimination Chamber match. He's WWE champion wow. going against the Universal Champion Roman Reigns in the winner-takes-all match. So I guess they're going to seal the titles together. Uh, Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against Bianca Belair, who won uh-huh. the shortest Elimination Chamber match ever uh-huh, on uh-huh. Uh, Saturday. Um, those are the three matches that are confirmed. Up in the air, uh, sounds like Sami Zayn, def- who is now the Intercontinental Champion, having defeated mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura on Friday, probably defending against Johnny Knoxville. I mean, you know, a celebrity match at WrestleMania is a a, a commonplace thing. I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, uh, despite you know Johnny Knoxville being 50 and allegedly having brain damage from a stunt and jackass. So yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I'm sure he passes those WWE doctor protocols real nice. The aforementioned Steve Austin Kevin Owens match. Uh, something that was set up at uh, Elimination Chamber is uh, the Mysterios versus the Miz and a mystery partner. Who will apparently be Logan Paul? Jesus Christ! Yeah, wasn't uh, he? Was that the or is that Jake Paul last year? Uh, Logan Paul was part of it last year. That was Logan. Okay, uh, I know there's apparently two. Apparently, this time they realized he's a heel, so they're putting him with the Miz. Okay, All right. uh, but th- those are the matches for a two night pay per view that are announced slash seem to be in the works. That that is. Six matches for two nights. Well, I mean, we're, um, what, a month? A little over a month? Six Uh, weeks out? Five, six weeks out? April 2nd and 3rd. So, yeah, about six weeks away. Yeah, five, six Um, weeks. Plenty of time to slap together a bunch of matches the week before. But one person who won't be there (laughs) is, of course... Bobbert Lashley. Oh, Bobbert. Bobby. Uh, he's probably not going to be a part of it because, of course, he was taken out in the Elimination Chamber match. Well, be uh, careful when you say taken out while you're in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, especially in the Elimination Chamber. Yes. Uh, they made it seem as if he had a concussion. It was concussion protocol. But instead, uh, the truth of it is the fact that uh, he fucked up his shoulders taking all of those suplexes at the Rumble from Brock Lazor and needs oh. uh, shoulder surgery. So he, you know, I remember we we made long. mention of him falling oddly uh, yes. on those on those soup are uh, yeah Germans the yeah, release the, Germans souplés yeah yeah so the city of souplé very weird very strange <clears throat> that that a guy who is of that top layer uh, level is going to be gone uh but yeah i guess maybe we'll have a cody match maybe we'll have cody versus edge i don't fucking know oh god yeah yeah, yeah i mean you know you still have to find a match for seth rollins and uh yeah there's a U- who's the u.s champ is that damian priest da- damian priest is currently u.s champion mm-hmm. there'll be a women's tag match most likely probably yeah that yeah. nobody will care about that'll be the bathroom break yeah um you know <sighs> it's just 
WrestleMania, even in its worst years, looking at you, WrestleMania 2000, was <laughs> something you would look forward to. I, I, I'm actively dreading it at this point. I, I, two days doesn't help. Um, nope. 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 <clears throat> it, it just feels so bankrupt creatively that it's just sort of like I don't know who's still alive that we can call up. Well, it, I think over the years, it's gone. It's too much spectacle and not enough like wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. they've gone too far from, you know, like you said, you know, WrestleMania used to be the thing where all these feuds would blow off, like year-long feuds and you'd get these these big marquee matches and, you know, now it's just like you said creatively bankrupt. It's all sizzle. What is it? All I don't know. All sizzle that. no steak. Yeah, there you go. Give me some meat, baby. Yeah, and and the thing is, uh, you know, this is not uh, a, a a WrestleMania only problem. People were looking at the Elimination Chamber show, which was on Saturday, th- ran three hours, and if it's you, nice crisp time. Well, if you decided to fast forward through all the video packages, uh, you ended up at a crisp ninety minutes. Wow, really? Ninety talking, minutes of in ring action. Uh, well, the in ring action was only an hour and six minutes. Whoa! Yes, over three hours. Why? Uh, well, I don't. <laughs> I can't believe I almost asked this question. Why would you travel halfway around the world for a three-hour show? And the answer is buckets of money. Yeah, flush with soaked blood. Uh, well, I mean, I feel particularly bad for the Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders, they were scheduled to have a, a SmackDown tag title match against Usos. So uh-huh. I guess that's going to be part of Mania. Um, and they just did an angle to not have the match. And you might be wondering, did they film it backstage or something? Right. No, no. They, they did flew in them the there. They flew them 36 hours total, 18 there, 18 back, so they could be attacked by the Usos. And the big move that put them down, they suplexed uh, uh, Eric onto Ivar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that was the big devastating move that took them out. Okay. Also on the Saudi Arabia show, uh, Madcap Mad Moss almost killed himself. So that, I, saw, I saw the uh, screen grab of that. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't always tuck your head, folks. Don't yeah. always do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Ibushi was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> uh, hey, real quick. Let, let's go ahead and talk about those guys, too. What do you mean by those guys? I mean the Japanese. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, had some big shows this week, including the New Japan Strong Rivals show and Los Angeles, and uh, not one, but two Golden Series events this weekend. Uh, In terms of what's worth digging into from that, three surprise uh, appearances on the New Japan Strong Los Angeles show. Um, So uh, uh, the former Grand Metalik, Mascara Dorada, Oh, okay, I missed that. At the show. <clears throat> yep, he popped up, and uh, I can't. Re- I don't think he went against anyone. I think he uh, did a in-ring challenge for okay. coming down uh, the line because he he got announced for some future tapings, but he was not announced for this one. Uh-huh. Um, also, Shane Thorne, not Mikey Nichols, who is not Mikey Nichols, and is going by Shane Haste. Uh, he aligned with uh, Jonah, so okay. the, the Aussies, the Aussies, our buddies. And also appearing, uh, Shane Strickland, Hell yeah. former Isaiah Swerve Scott, popped up uh, answering Jay White's open challenge. 
he did lose to Jay White, but still, uh, Swerve popped up. Swerve, who, by the way, is going to be literally minutes from my house for an MCW yeah. show. Yeah, they got the whole, <laughs> and the rest uh, of Hit Row. Yeah, Dan got all of Hit Row, which I think at least half of them are MCW alums. So <laughs> right, right, if, exactly. If not all of them. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that that is going to be literally five minutes from my house. We'll see if I, I choose. Are you going to go? Out of yeah. House. Yes. Uh, it's like a, on a Thursday <laughs> night or something. No, it's only like way. a Thursday night or some shit, which is weird. I say this recognizing uh, my dear cousin, indie wrestling superstar Lord Diaz, uh, <laughs> is is probably listening and absolutely motherfucking me to whatever listening device he's using. So most likely. Yep. And and justifiably so. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then uh, the two Golden Series shows happened this weekend uh, in Japan. Uh, the biggest uh, things to talk about from that. New champ. Uh, a few new champs. Um, oh, there's more than one. Okay. So uh, junior tag titles are now uh, owned by Master Wado and Resuke Taguchi, having <laughs> defeated uh, Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask in a four-way match, which also included El Fantasmo and Taji Ishimori of the Bullet Club and El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Wow. So Go Master ahead, Wado. Wado has a belt. Yeah. Strapped up, baby. Yeah. Put um, that rocket on him. Wrestle King, the main event next. Goto and Yoshihashi retain the tag titles over Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Um, and we have a new U.S. champion as Sonata gave a shit and defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. I was shocked that this was the first time he's ever won singles gold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know he's had a lot of title matches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's that's good. Good for Sonata. Good for you. And then uh, I guess on today's show, which was headlined by Okada versus Naito. Shock of shocks, Okada retained. Yep, 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 yep. Um, he uh, shouted out El Desperado, which means they're probably going against each other at the anniversary show, which is standard for the anniversary show. Yeah, that's show. typical, yeah. Heavyweight versus junior champion. Still bummed we got Rob of, robbed of the potential Naito versus Hiroma match a couple years back. But. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and uh, Minoru Suzuki dropped the King of Pro Wrestling Championship to Toro Yano in a dog cage match. Yeah, I saw the photo of Minoru Suzuki in a dog cage and was like, yep, this uh, this is New Japan in 2022. OK, yeah, uh, there's supposed to be a very big uh, press conference tomorrow where they're going to announce the details for the New Japan Cup, which will contain 48 participants. I'm sorry, for, how <laughs> is it a joint Noah thing? Or well, what's, uh... here's my guess. OK, and I have no proof. This is what it's going to be. 24 in Japan. Oh, and 24, 24 in the U.S. from Strong. And then the winners will meet at Fukuoka or yeah, something. Something like that. Um, okay. So that that's my guess, but but we shall see. Um, especially given that Tony Khan is talking about working day and night on some crazy business deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. I mean, look, if, if the U.S. side of the cup ends up taking place on uh, Dynamite, fucking A, let's go. But I, I don't think that's really it. That would be That would be great. But again, I don't really think that's it. Give me that Penta and Okada match I've been cra- cra- uh, craving. <laughs> exactly. In the finals there. Let's go. Is there Penta versus anyone you don't want to see? Uh, the answer is no. Well, yes. The answer is yes. Uh, Penta Cody I could do, could do without. Uh, we've already seen that, too. <laughs> again, yeah. yeah. Just just yeah. a shit on Cody further. Um, <laughs> haven't buried him enough this show. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there are a ton of people that I just don't care about. You know, like your... Uh, uh, Brock Anderson versus Penta. I, mean, 
I, I, I would be I'd be excited just to see Penta rip his arm in half. I mean, that would <laughs> that would be cool, I guess. I mean, honestly, I feel like if I ever get Penta versus Shingo, I'm I, as soon as the match ends, I'm just going to eat a bullet because that's just going to be the the highlight of my life, and nothing well, can top I, it. So. I, I, I hope I hope that never happens. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have it. Hi. Um. In terms of other stuff that's going on in wrestling, again, said there was a lot going on. Last night, there were three major wrestling shows. Yeah, uh, major. I mean, well, okay. Okay. Impact, the JY turned on Tamatanga Tangaloa. Okay, yeah. cool. More Bullet, Bullet Club, Club Civil War. Uh, uh, AAA ran last night. Okay. Uh, Taya Valkyrie made her big return. She's going to be going against Deanna Prazo for their women's belt soon. Okay. Sure. Uh, and uh, El Hijo del Vikingo uh, defeated uh, John Morrison in the main event. Okay, for the uh, Mega and, Championship. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and GCW ran last night also, which had, right. which of course has a lot of fans, which is why I mentioned it here. Um, but and and Matt Cardona is a new NWA champion. Yeah, that that was last that, that was, was last, last Sunday. Week. Jesus Christ, yeah. he yeah. he won the the NWA championship last week, um, yep. which is fucking crazy. Uh, and kids having a good run. Yeah, all that and more. Let's very quickly try to talk about. Dynamite was live from where were they? They were in Memphis. Yes, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, live Dynamite on Wednesday, taped Rampage on Friday. Lots of stuff happened, Chris. I'm going to try to speed through this because uh, we're, we're looking at 44 minutes into the show right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, show kicked off with the CM Punk promo, and uh, he laid it out there that it's going to be a dog collar match with MJF at Revolution. Again, I'm going to point out that I don't love them starting out with promos and in-ring segments. I much preferred when they started with action. Agreed. It set them apart from your Raws and SmackDowns, and I, I don't want them to continue down this line and turn into a variant of that. Yeah. Granted, it didn't set up something that happened later in the show like like yeah. a Raw du- mm-hmm. did. I'm not sure if they still do, probably, um, but that's my comment on that. Yeah, I, I thought it was a very good promo just the same. So. No, it was a good promo, um, but – you know, I mean, Punk's a good promo, so, yeah. you know. Then uh, we had Brian Danielson versus Lee Moriarty, which absolutely fucking whipped. That was uh, <laughs> whipped. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, the hips, hip slang there. Yeah, uh, I, lo- I really dig Lee Moriarty. I'm so happy he got, like, this big stage match. Yeah. Brian Danielson, however, as American Minoru Suzuki, is my favorite thing in the world. Yes. Yeah. No, I can't find any fault in anything that happened there. Uh, the match was the match was very, very, very good as yeah. as we expected. Uh, we'd like to see more of that sort of thing in the future. And then, you know, Mox came out to uh, talk to Brian afterwards, and Mox had a really good promo Hell yeah. uh, as well. Dude is just so like he's just money on the mic, just being himself. Like yeah. he's he's. So confident and badass and 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 great. So he tells the um, story like no one else. He does. He does. Moves around a lot, but yeah, you yeah. know. But that's, that's you know that's also him. That's probably also is, nerves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing his little weird things. <laughs> but but uh, it sounds like we're gonna be getting him versus Danielson at Revolution, not necessarily because they hate each other, but because Mox only feels like he can respect someone once he's bled with them, which was a great line. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Ask tampons. Let's go. <laughs> Wardlow uh, qualified for the face of the revolution ladder match, defeating Max Caster. Uh, this was exactly what you would expect. 
sure. caster yeah. got squished. And uh, let me tell you, that Face of the Revolution ladder match is filled with some big, big boys. Big, beefy boys bumping beefs on ladders, yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow. They just, I just need, like, a Dante Martin to qualify so they can just toss him, like, well, into Dar- oblivion. Dante Martin just got kicked out of it by losing uh, the Hobbs. So oh, un- right. unless he gets another opportunity. Well, some, uh, somebody, you know, somebody like that. We need flippies. That, that, that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, all, you got to have flippies to counter the beef, yeah. beefs. L- ladder matches need two things, flippies and beefs. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Beefs catch Be- the flippies and beefs toss the flippies. Basically, a ladder match is like Arby's. Okay. You got to <laughs> have the big beef and cheddars, but you also need the curly fries. Okay? Yes. Yes. You know, and then, yeah. you know, Flippy you dudes are in... curly fries in this analogy. Of yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, then every so like, often you need a, a chocolate min- milkshake. That's not necessarily <laughs> anything to do with a ladder match. That's just something for life. Let That's me tell you. Also true. Plus the combination of horsey sauce and Arby's sauce is. <laughs> wow. Wonderful. I don't want Arby's. Uh, <laughs> I always want Arby's. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hangman Page cut an awesome promo, uh, which led to Adam Cole interrupting because, you know, Tony Schiavone was interviewing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I loved this. Adam Cole and and Page putting over their shared history. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Both in and out of AEW uh, and Cole saying that, you know, he respected Page and walking away politely, which, of course, led him being jumped by Red Dragon. Yep. also, I don't know why 10 murdered all these security guards, including one guy who did not know how to take a uh, hip toss bump. I think it was just to set up Cole and 10. I feel like that was just a... Still felt weird. Eh, well, um, you had to have them rage out, I guess. Anyway, that that's the match for Revolution. It is going to be Cole versus Paige, and that should fucking rule. I ask you, do you think Cole gets the belt? Um, ooh, That's a good question. Um, I mean... There's a chance because Cole's star is still on the rise. And, you know, yeah. it's always about the chase. It's not a, not, not a very long-term story being yeah. told yeah. in AEW. So that leads me to think it probably won't happen. But I don't want to say Paige has cooled off a little bit, but it, he kind of has. It, it's true of any face champion who has a long chase that yes. their title reign is not as interesting as the route there. He's had sure, great yeah, matches. No, the matches with absolutely. Danielson, the match last week with Archer, fucking uh-huh. ruled. But yeah. I, I think it's just kind of a, a you know a rule of thumb in wrestling, which is you know the the face champion once they've won it, it's not as thrilling. Right. Plus, you know, as champion, you don't wrestle as much, which is right. kind of a detriment as well. You know, yeah, especially in a company like AEW. Right, where it's all about work rate. Um, so, you know, not seeing him wrestle as much is also kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, so I think there is chance that uh, Cole wins, but not a great chance as of right now from from my point of view. Yeah, uh, agreed on both. If, if it happened, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, and I think it would right. be fucking awesome, but um, I could understand why not. Uh, Centeno and Ortiz defeated Jericho and Hager in the big blow-up of the inner circle. Hats off to Jericho for putting them the fuck over huge in this match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, exactly what we wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it turned out well. It just the one thing that kind of caught me off guard, it was just like a discus lariat that kind of ended it. Yeah, I mean, that was a bit of had, a surprise. He had taken a couple moves prior, too, yeah. but, you know, that was like, oh, that, that was okay. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Let's go. 
Uh, also, a note from that, when Kingston came out to uh, support Santana Ortiz, yeah. he got almost a Steve Austin-level god pop from the crowd in Memphis, yeah, which did. made me so happy. Dude's fucking over. Yeah, that that's so great. And uh, unsurprisingly, this is all building to Jericho and Kingston sure. at Revolution. Which hopefully is when Jericho puts him over as well. <laughs> exactly. We had a no-DQ match between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez, which fucking rolled. They beat the piss out of each other. It was, it was very good. Not quite the level of Rosa and Baker, but true, uh, true. still still good. Although Britt got involved with the fucking Cobra Kai guy. Yeah, that was a little weird. It's uh, not even if it was a Warner property, I'd maybe, you know, give it a little more leeway. Yeah, but it's a Netflix bit. I'm like, what the, yeah. um, unless Warner owns like the rights, to the original movies or something like if you weren't going to air, you know, Karate Kid uh, right after. Why? Why even do that? Yeah, it was it was a little strange. Uh, there was a Malachi Black House of Black video promo, which indicated that a third man is coming. Uh, spoiler alert, folks. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear it. it. Sounds like it's going to be Buddy Matthews. I mean, he doesn't really fit the gimmick, but I think that trio is fucking kind of awesome. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious what they dress him in, what they call him or, or, or whatever, if it is him. Yeah. Um, Calling but- him Buddy it probably won't work out well. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. he needs an entirely new move set because they already have a Kenny Omega. Right? Yeah, it's the No Kenny's Club. They're yes. allowed to have one. Main event was Sammy Guevara against Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. This match was awesome. How did you feel about the finish, though, with all the run-ins from uh, Jose and Andrade and the tablet shot and whatnot? Well, I think you called it. So, well done to you, friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't. Th- expect Darby to win anyway. Uh, yeah. So I guess this is a way to kind of protect Darby while leading to what looks to be a triple threat for the for the title. Depending uh, on whether or not Sammy can do it, because apparently he scratched his cornea in this match. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but he's supposed to work Wednesday against Andrade, so we'll, we'll yeah, see yeah. that. But sorry. Another sorry. eye patch. Another eye patch. It's the <laughs> all eye patch wrestling yeah. is AEW now. So eye patch due to an iPad. That's yeah. Ah, hey, I see you there. Hey, buddy. Then on Friday, I did not watch Rampage. It was a good show. Uh, I mean, like most Rampages, it is not the most plot filled episode yeah. of AEW television. Uh, Cole basically beat the piss out of 10. Uh, Will Hobbs defeated Dante Martin. Very, very good match between those two. And of course, Hobbs will be in the. Um, Face of the Revolution. Uh, in the Face of the Revolution uh, ladder match. Uh, they even did the um, <laughs> they did the hip toss spot. Uh, yeah, I saw yeah. a gif of that. So, so it looks like uh, that may be a spot to look for in a ladder match. Uh, Keith Lee and uh, Hobbs. Out hip tossing each other. Out tossing each other. Um, the Battle of the Beals. Yes. Serena Deeb did the five-minute rookie challenge and murdered someone named Angelica Risk. Uh, with Man, that's uh, a terrible name. under three minutes remaining. <laughs> um, then the main event was Jay White versus Trent Beretta. Jay White fucking rolls. Well, that's, yeah, that, that's, that, that's not a yeah. You know, I, I know not it's a hot not take a, there, Marty. That, I I know it's not a big shock, but uh, Jay White not only rules, but Jay White working a fifteen minute match as opposed to a forty minute match rules even harder. <laughs> um, I know that them picking up Jay White was sort of the most random oh shit tony screwed up let's try to fix this booking but he's really good and i would love to see more of him it sounds like 
based off of after the match, uh, Jay White, uh, who won with the Blade Runner, standing over Trent, he uh, was giving some glances to OC. So maybe we'll see Orange Cassidy against Jay White in the not-too-distant future. Hell yeah, run that shit at Revolution. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, talking about the shows this coming week, uh, for Dynamite, we've got House of Black, uh, Malachi Black and Brody King against Penta and Pac from uh, Death Triangle. Let's go! we got the Tag Team Battle Royal. This is one of two tag team battle royals, the winners of which will be going on to a triple threat at Revolution against Jurassic Express. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got a Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston face-to-face. We've got Sammy Guevara against Andrade for the TNT Championship. Okay. Uh, and then on uh, Rampage next week, uh, we're going to have Jade Cargill versus The Bunny for the TBS Championship. The rapper? <laughs> yes. Yes, Bad Bunny, he has jumped... What's Bad Bunny... Sorry. What is... What what is Terrible Hair doing in the Impact Zone, I ask you, Chris? Uh, I don't know. Getting paid? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? I I do got to ask, Chris. Yep. Do you think that Cody's entire theme comes with him to AEW or, or not AEW to WWE or just part of it. I mean, uh, smoke and mirrors was a great fucking theme. So, yeah, that's you know, if they, if they dust that off, uh, although they probably won't because that was a Jim Johnson joint. They don't like playing Jim Johnson themes anymore. <laughs> so very, very true. You know, true. they're just generic sh- schlock music over there these days from what I hear. Yeah. Literally, it's it's really bad. It's all really bad. No one recognizes anyone's themes anymore. They all sound the same, and they all suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got nothing. Neither do I. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House, Rough House, House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Do you have an upcoming no DQ, barbed wire, steel cage, first blood, loser leaves town, tampon on the pole, boiler room brawl, ambulance, buried alive, casket gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. Need a sack full of thumbtacks? We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire? We got it. A 2x4 with a nail in it? We got it. A candle stick? We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick? We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility? We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake? We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day? We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles? We get it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading up to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 303150 Generic Boulevard in Parts Unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where the only thing foreign to us is high prices. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. 
where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder.